Thank you for tuning in to a couple of Kimer's podcasts. I am your co-host, Francesca. People call me Frankie. And I'm your co-host, Christopher. People call me Chris. Like always, we start with Attitude of of Gratitude. And what are you grateful for? Or should I start? Well, I'm grateful for you being out the hospital and recovering um, post-surgery. So just grateful for that and grateful that um, the doctors were able to close up the hernia and now you get to rest, recover, and finish healing so we can get back to our regular, regularly scheduled programming. Right. Sort of, because no one's kind of back to regular at this point. Well, July 1st, right? Yep. That's, that's when everything's quote-unquote regular again. Um, at least in Michigan. Oh, is that just a Michigan thing? Okay. Well, yeah, here in Michigan. And what I'm grateful for is kind of the same thing. I'm grateful that we're back to recording podcasts. Thank you guys for the you know honoring our short break. We miss you guys. But I yes. was recovering. I think we ended the last podcast saying we might have, you know, a break. Try not to make it longer than a month. So I think it'll be three. We missed three Saturdays or Sundays. Anyway, I'm grateful that we're back recording and that I am healing well. Surgery went well. And I'm just grateful for that. Like you said, getting back to some normalcy. The weather is nice. We've had some really nice weather the past few days, and I'm just very, very grateful for that. There's so much to be grateful for these days, but I'll cut it right there. And today's topic is what? Coronavirus and how it's changed the world and all the rules in our society. Yeah. So basically, how Corona changed our world and what we've learned about society and, and rules in general. Like, there's just so much to learn. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a lot over the past, what, year, year and a change. month? Yeah. More than that, it started in March. Yeah, year and a, oh yeah, year and a couple months. I mean... It's almost June, boo. Yeah, <clears throat> so... To me, uh, wow. I mean, it's, it's just so much, and I'm trying to figure out how to start this. <laughs> I mean, when it first came on the well, scene, well, how do you think it changed our world? I really think it's made people more paranoid, slash, I would even say aware of their hygiene. <laughs> But to the extent that, so either, like half the people, I think, are taking it more serious in terms of being clean and hygienic, and the other people are just like, whatever, this is all crap, this is BS, this is a hoax, even, and you know, I'm just still gonna do what I want to do. Normal life is possible, but that's that's how I think it's changed. It's really made people more aware of 
cleanliness. Aware, but did they actually change? Like I said, I think some people probably, I think some people probably have, but others, no. Yeah, I think, yeah, you're right. I think a big percentage of people have become more um, conscious. (laughs) Oh, bless you. Oh, Lord. Anyway. Yeah, I think a, a big percentage of people have changed their habits, their cleanly habits, you know, just more aware, more, because I think, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I think ev- most people have some type of cleaning routine, some some type, like even if it's like once a month cleaning stuff, but I think like, so wherever you started at with your cleaning routine, I feel like. If we count that as, like, zero, everybody has probably at least reached, like, five on a scale from zero to to ten. Like, I think people have, like, improved. Now, everyone's a bit different on where they started. But I think most people have improved. Like, for us, I know when we go out the house, of course, I mean, it's mandated that we wear our masks. But I think for the most part, we've decided even afterwards, we will still be wearing our masks. Oh, yeah. And then I think masks will stick around for a while for a lot of people. Not everybody, because I think there's some people who are like, ooh, I can't wait till the CDC say, or I can't wait till my state say, you know. And they're just like, no mask. And there's people who haven't been wanting to wear it the whole time. But for the most part, I think they'll, not for the most part, but I think there will still be people wearing masks where you almost never saw that before unless somebody was maybe going under some type of, um, medical procedure that lowered their immune system so you would rarely see people in masks in public like probably like a few times a year depending on where you are but i think the average person like obviously if you work in a hospital or in those environments you probably saw it more but like the average person not in a medical setting probably only saw it a couple times a year people wearing masks in public or in the med- medical setting, you the average person you might see would be someone with flu or flu-like symptoms. Because at least I know at Henry Ford, when I had the flu over 10 years ago, once you checked in to the, to the desk at the ER, you told them your symptoms, they gave you, they handed you a mask. Through right. a little slot. To the fact that they call them surgical masks because they're really just for surgery. Like, these aren't things that people, like, wore often. But now it's like a whole new market has opened up. People, you know, first it was a lot of people doing things out of charity, donating just because the world needed it. And I think that's what I learned about, too, about our society. Like, there are a lot of good people out there, you know, a lot of people donating. Like, when we had to go take drug tests to start that job, we were, you know, just so new to this whole thing. We had been staying indoors. We hadn't really gone out. And when we went out, that was one of the first few times we didn't have a mask. We didn't even realize how serious it was. And we showed up in the freaking clinic with no mask. Remember that? Yeah. And they were like, uh, no. Like, it's required. And we're like, oh, yeah. Like We weren't even trying to be defiant or, like, forget that. We just were just so unprogrammed, like so, I guess, programmed to the old way. We didn't even think about it. And um, they gave out cloth masks to us that we could keep that somebody had made and donated to the um, the clinic. 
So, yeah, I think I learned that people are generous in that way. You know, I mean, there are people who step up when it's time. And, you know, I see you. I see you. And I appreciate you. Yes. We've also seen <laughs> that people are severely selfish. Yeah, I believe coronavirus also has exempt no not exemplified, but has really amplified and brought out a lot of the not only selfishness but the ignorance. Yeah. I remember in the very beginning how Corona beer sales were going down. Because, Ridiculous. Because it's called coronavirus and people are just that dumb. Like you do realize Corona is Spanish for crown. Right. Because the reason why they call it coronavirus was because the what was it under the microscope? It the virus was the shape of crown shape. Crown shape. So they call it corona. Duh. I mean, even if you didn't know that specific information. Why would you think it's linked to beer? Come on. Like, that's just silly. It is. I also saw, I don't think this was a more common one, but I did see a lot. And I had to educate myself as well. And I, But I did not jump to con- conclusions. I think that's the thing about ignorance. You need to learn how to solve your ignorance. Everyone has ignorances, you know, about lots of things. No one knows everything. But don't just take what you hear as truth. Or what you've decided and made up in your head out of nothing, no type of facts, just something you done conjured up in your head as truth. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that coronavirus, there's so many strands. Like yeah. Corona 19 is Corona COVID 19. There's other numbers. So I was seeing a lot of people, like I think on like the Lysol, don't. Something to speak, but one of the antibacterial disinfectant sprays, they had corona virus on the back, like saying it protects from that. And people are like, oh, so this thing has been here all along. Like they knew about it. And and I'm not trying to say no ounce of that statement is true. But the fact that it's on the back of an antibacterial, I mean, a, a disinfectant spray, like coronaviruses have existed before this one. This one, COVID-19, just is super deadly. Like, and it became a pandemic, meaning worldwide. So not all corona, not all coronaviruses, are, none of them actually <laughs> became a pandemic. But there are other coronaviruses. So I, yeah. I, that was one ignorance or one that I saw going on the lines of, you know, what you were saying about corona just people thinking oh like conspiracies lots of those oh yeah and i'm not trying to say no parts of any of that is true because i wouldn't call myself a conspiracy theorist but some of the stuff people be saying do kind of make sense but i think they take it to like a level where i'm like okay i can't back all that like you started off okay i hear you i feel you i don't know if it's true but it doesn't sound super far-fetched until you got to this next detail that I'm like, all right, all right. Now you're just a little paranoid. Yeah. Definitely agree with that. I mean, it just amazes me, too, of not only the ignorance, but, yeah, like you mentioned, with the selfishness. I mean, remember when people were going crazy and 
buying up all the toilet paper. And then recently, the gas. I know that wasn't because of the virus, but... Oh, yeah. There's a gas shortage, so let me just hog all the gas, because I have money, and I can hog all the gas. What? Like, what is that going to do? If everyone went along with their regular life, and then maybe cut back on unnecessary runs, or make most of every run, you can... Make the gas stretch. Most things don't last forever. So then when this gas shortage is over, we can go back to normal everyday life. Instead of everyone just taking a couple hits, a couple, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of, you know, being a little more flexible. Maybe, what's the word I'm looking for? Not a couple hits, but just like, um, Sacrifices. Everybody makes small sacrifices so that it will make a big difference versus, well, I'm just going to be greedy and I'm not going to think about nobody else but me. And since I have the means to do it, I'm going to just do it. F what anybody else might need. Silly. It's just very selfish. And I mean, it was the same thing with the toilet paper to the point where you're buying up all the whole pallet. Ridiculous. Why do you need a whole pallet? And of then wanted paper? to return them after. Nah, Ooh. bruh. You no. keeping that toilet paper. Cause when people who couldn't bulk buy could only buy a, a pack or two, ran out of that pack or two, and then go back to the store, ain't nothing there. Cause you bought a whole Costco pallet of toilet paper for your family of three. Ridiculous. You could at that point, won't you just donate it to people since you want right. to take it back? Right. But you don't want to do that. You want to try to buy it after, I don't know, thirty, no, 60 or 90 days later? No. no. It, that, sorry, it doesn't work that way. You know, this panic buying to me just really, I think, psychologically demonstrates that when people get nervous about stuff, they do not think about other anybody else Fight but themselves. Flight. Yeah. That's what that was. Yep, that parasympathetic, <clears throat> that parasympathetic nervous system. Word. Parasympathetic nervous system. Yep, it kicked do in. Do explain. Well, you know, in the brain, when... That is only if you have a brain. For <laughs> once, I question if some of these people have brains, but... If you are an owner of a brain, how does it work? Oh yeah, with the parasympathetic nervous system, it it really geared is how do I want to phrase this? I'm trying to make it simplistic. Um so with the parasympathetic nervous system in the brain, what it does, it helps regulate um certain emotions and specifically it goes after um those emotions where it helps regulate you know, mood and when it comes to like fight or flight is one of those where it's kind of, what's the word, kind of like those intense feelings or intense emotions. So, you know, when you get nervous and you get scared, that parasympathetic nervous system is activated and, you know, you start to respond in a certain way where it's like, okay, do I need to do this? Like, do I need to fight or do I need to just run away and get away from all this stuff. In this case, people just decided, I'm just going to buy up everything. I'm just going to 
fight and take it all. And be ridiculous and not think about anybody else, but Mm -hmm. just make sure I have every emergency, emergency for the emergency and more emergency for the emergency stock. Like, I mean, once again, small sacrifices. Would it be absolutely horrible if you had to use a leaf? I'm just saying, it's not ideal, but like, it's not like you can't get clean without toilet paper. Right. And some people, you know, whether it be on social media or, yeah, usually on social media, you might see comments people make on articles or whatever, and they'll, they'll sit up there and justify like, well, hey, you got to stock up because we're going to be shut down for a while. So you might like, yeah, okay, maybe for three or four months, fine. But like a year, year and a half, no, is. You only got one, but what you going <laughs> to use? You're going to go through all that toilet paper or that? No, you're not. No, you're not. Yeah, you're not. And then it just kind of sucks because then they have to put limits on things. And then what if it's like, okay, you know, I know people who maybe were shopping for an elder that maybe was more vulnerable to the virus. And, well, it's like, well, you can only get one pack. Well, they can't buy one for them and their elder because – all these people were hoarding it and oh. whatever. So it's like if people if people were just properly buying and maybe buying a little bit extra because, yeah, of course, we all want to feel safe if we're able to. I'm not trying to say, oh, just suffer for humanity, for this, you know, concept of community, even though, I mean, I don't think it's that far-fetched. But I'm just saying, like, this person that you don't even know right that oh i just am so perfect and i would never hoard anything to protect me and my family no but be sensible with it and be and realize because of your actions there's a reaction and the reaction is now you know so an elder might be going without it someone who can't the most vulnerable you know you're there protecting your kids but our elders are a vulnerable population too and usually they need someone just like kids to help them. And if you can't go to the store and get two packs of toilet paper to get one for your family and one for the elder because crazy McGee over here done bought the whole Costco palace. So now they have to because, I mean, we spoke with the Costco people. That is, we didn't make that up. There were literally people buying the whole Costco packet, I mean, a uh, pallet. And when it first started, they didn't have any rules and regulations. And they ran out literally moments after opening because somebody came and bought the whole pallet. I'm not going to keep <laughs> harping on the toilet paper and the pallet, but it's just ridiculous. Isn't that 10 in there or something? 10? Oh, way more than that. Maybe, what, 30? Probably. So you're going to buy 30 packs? Costco packs, which I think Costco has 30 rolls, I think, in one Big pack. So how much? How much? How many rolls is that? Too many. Nine hundred. So you gonna buy nine hundred rolls for? How, really? Okay. Yeah. Where you gonna put it all? Is my question. But in a big house. On the opposite spectrum of that. The other wing of their home, because it's probably those people who really don't really need it, who are the ones hoarding it. But of course, or. On the other spec- side of that spectrum, when you mentioned the elderly, I'm thinking about 
What about this incident that pissed me off in regards to babies? How people were buying up formula and hoarding it. And then selling it to people double the price. Oh, yeah. People who were, um, what's that called? What? Price gouging. Yeah. But it's something else. It's another term for that. But why would you? Sick and twisted. Trying to make a profit off of a pandemic. Right. Off a baby form. Like, now at that point, I'm sorry, but that's something they should have stepped the. Government should have stepped in and made that illegal because my thing is... Well, who was in power at the time? Oh, yeah, of course. So, once again, we can only expect so much. Like my favorite phrase that I've been saying for some days now, for a while now, but a lot in the past few days. Are you shocked? No. No, No, I am not. That that just really, really pissed me off. I mean, that really shows you um, the selfishness in people. Like mm-hmm. there are pe- there are parents, there are mothers, there are fathers who need to buy that for their babies, and you're sitting up here, they can't go to the store and get it off the shelf because you done bought it up, and then tried to resell it and really? bought it up to resell it, because you know, a good parent is gonna make sure they're gonna spend whatever it is so their kids eat. Come on, this is a baby. You're talking about formula. We're talking about little babies. Ridiculous. We're not talking about adults. We're talking about... This is a baby who cannot eat anything else. This is what they're living off of. They can't fend for themselves. So and sad. Yeah. So, Corona- so basically, in a, in a nutshell, <laughs> what we've learned about society is people are sick and twisted. Very selfish. And selfish. Yeah. And those are some... Prime examples. There's many, many more that we could probably make a three-hour podcast about, but I think we've kind of ripped apart society enough on that one, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, I got more, but yeah. I mean, go ahead. (laughs) I always have more because I'm just so passionate. Um, Yeah, I... I, It was just things like that and in terms of, like, selfishness and what else... Let's talk about Michigan specifically because we were in the news a lot during this pandemic. Oh, my goodness, yes. Our governor. Yeah, and all these different... Her death threats. Yeah. People I mean... showing up on her property. <sighs> people showing up on the property of the... Capitol um, building. Capitol building. That's not even what I was about to say. Oh. Um, the Secretary of State. Secretary yeah. of State. The Secretary of State. That's a person. Right. But they showed up on her lawn. They're protesting oh, on her yeah, lawn. Yeah, yeah, I forget. Yeah, so just ridiculousness. Be all because mandates were put in place because our numbers are soaring, and our numbers have been soaring. It went down, and they just soared right back up. Even now, we're like the highest I think in the nation. Right now, we're we're at the top. For cases. We've surpassed California, who was super bad at one point. Yeah. People it's, will do anything to get their way. Yeah, and it's one thing to disagree with how she went about it. It's one thing to say, you know, some of the things seem contradictory. Whatever. Like, we could get into all that, but the bottom line is, whether you agree with it or not, 
Like, threatening somebody's life is not necessary. Um, you know, wanting to protest about having to wear masks. Oh, yeah, that's another thing that happened. Not to get off topic, but I'll finish this. Like, yeah, protesting about wearing masks and everything. Like, it's it's just ridiculous. Like, you know, if you don't care about your own health, that's fine. That's on you. But... You know, be considerate of other people. But again, I guess, again, we learned that our society is very selfish. So the thought of considering other people is not going to enter the minds. But with the mask thing, that was another issue that's been going on with the pandemic. You know, you got people who hold up plane rides. Yeah, I'm talking about those people who refuse to put on a mask when they sit on the plane just so they can take off. I mean, really? You don't have to agree with it, but just just com- just just comply so everyone can go where they need to go. Mm-hmm. You're not the only one on the airplane. Mm-hmm. It's not about you. Well, let's also talk about how it did and did not affect um, people of color. Oh. <laughs> and specifically black Americans. And also, even more specifically, black Americans in the hood. Oh, yeah. It's, it's greatly affected black yes people, and no. people of color. I would argue both. Okay. I would say the hoarding, you ain't really see it like you see it in oh, yeah. Yeah. Like more middle class America. Yeah. The hood didn't really experience that. Even the gas shortage. The hood didn't really experience that, and in in that way. But why do you think that is? I know I have my views on it. Mm, I think why didn't the hood experience the shortages and things like that during coronavirus? I, I think it's because you know, for us having access to these things, it's not going to be is usually not plentiful like that. And what I mean is, you know, in the hood, in different areas, you don't just have, like, those plentiful gas stations or, I mean, you got some, you got a bunch of liquor stores and things like that, but you're not going to come across, like, a wide selection of, like, when you talk about things in the stores. You're not going to come across a wide selection of, the toilet paper and supplies and things like that, like in your typical neighborhood. You're not going to do that. That and what I saw is most people who live in the hood live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Or can't even really stretch that money paycheck to paycheck and they're living in debt. Mm -hmm. So buying a pallet of toilet paper from Costco is not even an option. Because that's a lot of money. Lots. It's like we buying our regular supply, maybe an extra roll, just because, well, I mean, I guess we got to be a little safe, or if I can, you know. And we're no stranger to rules. Rules always apply to us. We get rules that nobody else get. Oh, yeah. We live by rules daily. Yeah. 
for people who are more privileged, God forbid, mm-hmm. you give them a rule. A rule that's protecting them, the ones they love, their community, and the world. And they want to protest it. Yeah, because they like to have, they want to have a temper tantrum because they're so used to having things go their way or if something doesn't go exactly their way, they're able to just give a verbal protest to it and then, oh, okay, sorry about that. And then everything is resolved. But when it doesn't work out that way because of the situation and the capacity in which it has, it has impacted people, now all of a sudden it's like, how dare you? Now you're violating my rights. You're taking away my freedom. This is slavery. Excuse you? Or let's talk about the people who were protesting in the Capitol. Oh, my goodness. For their boats. Right. Their boats. People in the hood ain't got no boat. What? I don't know anybody. I'm from the hood. I don't know anybody that got a boat. How about protesting against something I don't even experience? I want to take my non-existent boat on the lake. How dare you not let me take my boat on the lake? It's what me and my family do every year. How dare you? How dare you put a rule on my privilege? That's really what they want to say. Absolutely. How dare you put a rule on my privilege? It's super disgusting. And it's very insulting to the people who work their butts off to get what they want as well as to get the things that they need and providing for their families. And you're sitting up here arguing and complaining and having a temper tantrum over using the boat. Let's also add people in the hood. They're probably most affected percentage-wise, by the coronavirus. Yeah. Because they're bigger percentage having pre-existing conditions. Oh, And they yes. also are the ones that don't have access to the best health care. Or, or to, also... To healthy food. Don't so. Healthy foods. Food deserts. Also... Even if they have a reasonably close, decent hospital, do they have insurance to go? Will they be accepted there? Will right. they be treated equally? Have they been treated equally? Nah. Would they be given the proper medication for what nah. is going on? Will their concerns be taken seriously? A large percentage? Nah. Or I don't want to say, I never like to say anything 100%. I'm sure there has been a person, you know, that defy these statistics, so to speak, or or these things that we're underlining. But for the majority, they fit right in this category. So not only are is the hood not phased by all these rules that, you know, these overly privileged people are flipping out about. Then they're dying at staggering rates because of what's just generationally been done to their community. Yep. So sad. You know, if anybody should be storming Capitol <laughs> building, 
or should be protesting anything, it should be black people and people of color. But, you know, when we do it, we're just complaining about nothing. We're we need rioting. to get over anything. We're rioting. Because, I mean, there were lots of marches during during the pandemic. Oh, yeah. yeah. It just wasn't about the pandemic. Nope. I think it was more fueled from a lot of people had downtime to stew in their thoughts. They weren't no longer busy by the day by day because of the unemployment rate and all that stuff. People have more free time, which is good on one hand, able to be with your family. Then there was the stimulus and all that stuff, the ability to get unemployment and all these things that are in some ways a positive for individual households. But you also get that time to sit and think and stew and what your life has been up until this point. And what the conditions of the world are right now, the rights and the wrongs, the injustices. And then you see the uprisings that you saw, the civil unrest that we saw during the pandemic that wasn't about the pandemic. Yes, there was civil unrest about the pandemic. People were storming the Capitol. People were, um, even the nation's capital. Let's not get started on that. Boy, oh boy, let me tell you, Americans never disappoint for a shit show. <laughs> nope. Let me tell you. Woo. But anyway, I'm done preaching. Oh, speaking of more selfishness, I mean, you know, the audacity of companies and businesses loving to say, you know, we need to cut people off of the supplemental $300 that's helping people um, with, you know, unemployment benefits and things like that. And it's like, you know, yes, there are definitely people who just sit around collecting unemployment ain't looking for a job. Okay, we know. Absolutely. We know and understand There's always going to be people who work a system. Yes. And to, but to sit up here and to say, cut them off, what that means too is you cut off other people who really need it. Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen if you, that were to happen is that you're going to have people struggling again because while other people's earnings and wages are going up, hence the companies and businesses, wages are still stagnant. And people don't, do not want to work a job where they got to get another job and another job for that job just to try to support themselves. People are tired of that. And one thing this pandemic, one thing coronavirus has taught a lot of people is that, you know what? While I'm sitting here over a year trying to figure out my next move to provide for me and my family, one thing I learned is that I'm more valuable and I'm worth more than just minimum wage. Yeah. Yep. And, And it's not that it has to be this way. It's that it was a choice for it to be this way. And clearly, there are funds out there. There is a better distribution of funds that could happen. And I don't even think we saw even close to the height of it, how even it can be. And just to get a taste of that and not want to go back, imagine if it was true distribution. 
never go back. Yeah. And I think people are, are getting, you know, nerve to, like you said, not accept just anything and know their worth. That was another podcast we wanted to do was, um, does hard work really pay off? Is it really the hard work that pays off? But anyway, we won't get on a whole nother subject there. But yeah, I mean, some of the hardest workers get paid the least. Right, and this pandemic has really get given people a voice to say, look, you know, it used to be, like I've read someone's comment online, um, you know, this person said, you know, it used to be, well, you should be grateful that you have a job. Now it's, oh, you know, we can't survive without, we, we can't survive without employees or we can't survive without people working for us. I, we hear that, but, you know, tr- pay people more, treat them like you really need them, like you really want them. Yeah. That's Employers the Employers have really declined since baby boomer time. Employers are just so undesirable. Like, it's ridiculous. And I don't, they love to blame it on be like a millennial thing. Like, it's the millennials, it's the millennials. No, I wholeheartedly believe, and I don't, know if it's necessarily best but i wholeheartedly believe that if the same opportunities as far as wages cost of living insurance pension all that stuff was presented to millennials we'd probably be doing similar to how the baby boomers live by the time we got around to working age adult age it was so far left from what the boomers experience at 18, 19, 20, 21 than what we experienced. Yeah. Totally different. So yeah, it's definitely declined as far as employers being desirable. Tremendously. Cause it's nothing to be desired at this point. You work hard just for them to get rid of you if they want. They didn't offer you much in the first place. You took it, and they still treat you like crap. You know, so, right, because you're not God. Right. You know, and But people do need to live, and they have families. And it's sick and twisted to pry up on that. And not to say that that's never happened in history before, but the opportunity is just not. I'm speaking from Michigan because, you know, baby boomer era was like the plant era, all, you know, around here anyway all the automotives yeah so it was booming times it ain't booming no more and it's mainly because of employers those exact same employers do not treat the employees like they treated them in the days of the boomer nope and now with this pandemic now it's now it's coming to the light of you know People, again, they're getting the nerve, they're getting the gumption, they're getting the knowledge and the wisdom to know, like, hey, I don't mind coming to work, but I not only want to feel safe, but I want to make enough money where I can come home after working and I can pay my bills, I can feed my family. Mm-hmm. No more, it's going to be, I think you're really going to start seeing a change because of this virus. We already have seen a change. Yeah. You're going to start seeing more people 
who are just not going to want to go back to the regular They're not going to be tested. Not even want. They're not going to do it. Yeah. And the employers are, it's already happening. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no. We've become avid TikTokers. Follow us on TikTok. There's lots of, oh, sorry, at a couple of Keemers. That's our TikTok handle. Um, but there's lots of TikToks making fun of that. Like, obviously, a lot of the skits and stuff on TikTok are to be funny, but it's making light of the situation, but it's because it's very real. You know, they have, like, a waitress, like, crying, like, I'm sorry, you know, no one wants to come back to work, and we're just really backed up, so please bear with us. And, you know, they make it a funny thing, but because that's reality right now. Like, places are opening back up, but people are not coming back. So companies, employers are short-staffed because they didn't want to budge. And people are like, "Uh uh-uh. I was making X, Y, Z from a pandemic, and I'm about to return to your job, give myself my time away from my family, my life, for this pennies? For these pennies? No. You're going to offer me more, which they should have been they should have had in the first place. So, yeah, companies, businesses are short-staffed. And not to say, and I believe those those businesses who always treated their employees well, they ain't having that problem. Nope, not at all. And those are... are those state of Michigan? They're not having that problem. Ain't nobody not returning to the state of Michigan. Nope. State jobs. They're not lacking... They hiring and getting so many people applying. Because you get benefits. You get, and I get that state and there's rules and stuff like that. But it's not because they love the state. It's they love what the state offers. Because it's more on a fair scale. These other businesses, you know, waitress, that's all, waitressing in America, that's always been a sham as far as you just don't know. They pay you pennies. Per hour, it make you depend upon tips. I mean, yes, a lot of people make out well. I'm not trying to say that you can't do well as a waitress, but there's no guarantee. They offer you nothing. It's all, being a waitress is almost being an entrepreneur. Almost. They pay you what? A dollar, two dollars, three dollars at the most an hour. And it's based on who gets seated at your seat, how will you treat them? How they translate that into what you deserve? Huh? What? But I'm working for a whole business that's climbing the ladder, doing well, got franchises and new locations all the time, but you paying me $2 an hour. What? No mm-hmm. benefits. Waitress is the biggest sham I ever heard of. Seriously. Yeah. It's unfair. And so many people have the audacity. Some of the same people who buy up all the pallets at Costco, these some of the same people on social media or on the news or whatever, sitting up there talking about, there's so many places hiring, but nobody wants to get these jobs. And it's not because of what you think it is. The reason why is because the archaic ways of these employers is coming back to bite them in the butt and all because of what the pandemic has brought out. Would but you, is it even an archaic way? Because I think if you go back to the boomer days, they wouldn't treat them like this. Yeah. No, you're the right. The cost of living was fair. 
more than fair. I think that's probably the problem. Honestly, but that's a theory. I have no facts behind it. They overpaid <laughs> the boomers. I mean, heck, you know, when Henry Ford started the, <clears throat> the assembly line and stuff, you know, it used to be, and this is something that I learned in his um, bio <clears throat> on his career, you know, it used to be he was paying people, well, I mean, obviously that was way back in the day, but, like, he would pay them, like, something like, I don't know, like a dollar or however much he was paying them at the time, and they were doing all this work and wasn't really getting the benefit of it, and they just started to, like, some of them started to leave. So what did he do? He decided to pay them double. So that way they will be rightfully compensated and have an incentive to want to keep the job. I don't believe in incentives no more. You might get a signing bonus depending on where you at, but that's about it. Right. That's if you're super lucky, because that's not even that common. But here, man, way back in the 1930s or 40s, wherever, when he came up with the assembly line, if this man can do it and became, well, Definitely a billionaire because four families still around, still own the cars. How is it this employer could come up with that, have people get a job, make more money, have more reason to keep that job, but now all of a sudden the pandemic happens, you can't do that? It's not a matter of can and cannot. It's do or do not. They yeah. do not. They can Period. Right. And they don't want to. Mm-hmm. They want to blame it on an employee, and I'm just not buying it. Me either. I'm not buying it. It's anyway, crap. We done, we done complained our way through this whole podcast. What do you have for the people to inspire them, Mr. Keemer? Well, I will say, going off of that partly, um, you know, know your worth and know that you do what's best for you. And what I mean by that is in terms of your health, your hygiene, and excuse me, taking care of your family, however that's looking, you know, you, you take into account what's right for you and how you go about things. You know, one thing we didn't touch on is the vaccines. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot going on with that and people's views on that and stuff. My thing is do what's right for you. Do you. do mm-hmm. was do what's best for you. Mm-hmm. No one's gonna sit up here. Well, we're not gonna sit up here and say you should do this or you shouldn't. Like that's not our call. That's that's not our thing. Do what's right for you. Do what's best for you, and live your life. I've heard people say after they get fully vaccinated, they're still gonna wear the mask. I'm I'm okay with that. If that's what's right for you, that's what's right for you. Aren't you? I am. Me too. I'm going to still wear my mask. Yeah, Most... we plan to get vaccinated. Well, Chris, can I put you out there? Okay. He's already got his first shot. I haven't because I've had health issues. And personally, even though the doctors say it's totally fine for me to get it, I feel in my spirit that I'm not ready. So until then, I will be social distancing, wearing my mask, pretty much staying in the house 95, 98% of the time. One, because I pretty much have to because I'm not mobile like I used to be, but working on that. Also, just to be safe because I'm not trying to get the coronavirus without the vaccine because I think 
it's okay for me to get it eventually, soon, a couple months. But I also don't think that anyone who doesn't get it is crazy. I get the apprehension. I was very apprehensive. That's why we've waited this long. We know several people who've gotten it. Yes, we don't know the long-term effects, but we do know there are no immediate effects to the people that we've known. Besides just your average vaccine reaction, some people, you know, felt a little bit under the weather or had a headache or sore arm or something like that, but nothing, like, life-changing. So we're ready to get it. But it's totally a personal decision. And to see people, like, are making fun of people or criticizing people because they still want to wear a mask after being fully vaccinated. Like, once again, here we go again with the selfishness and just the ugliness of people. Mm -hmm. If you would have thought, at least I did in the beginning at first, but then I'm like, you know what? I don't even know why I thought that. That going through this pandemic... In America, this might bring most of us closer, but instead it's really just been division. But, of course, we already know who was in charge and didn't do a good job at all of wanting to unite people. Um, Right, because not to mention, like you said, we just came out of an administration of division trying to unite. Like, does that even make sense? No wonder we suck so bad at it. Because we've been given in to the administration of division. Exactly. So now we got to try to unite on a larger front of something, an invisible, uh, an invisible target that's attacking us all. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, to see people say these things and hear about it is just sickening to me that Really, you're going to be that petty and that small-minded to criticize or bash somebody because they choose to wear a mask after being vaccinated? You were supposed to be encouraging the people, Mr. King. Sorry, I I just get so passionate (laughs) about it. I know, but I said we done done complained. This is already 50 minutes. Okay. So we done already complained. We didn't have time for no game. Overall, I say... Do what's best for you in all facets of your life, your family, your jobs, wherever it may be. Please do what's right for you. Do what's best for you. And know that whatever you choose to do, it's okay. No one's perfect. And As long you, as you're not stepping on the little guy while you're doing it. Yes. Like, it's not okay to hoard toilet paper. At ridiculous amounts, even though you might feel like that's best for you. You're right. Say, what's best for me? And then think about how much it's going to be harming other people. Okay, fine. And know that when you do good for yourself and for others, it will come back to you. It will. I echo that. It's a hard time for all of us. And nowhere are we saying we are perfect and we've handled everything so perfectly and we know it all. But these are just things that we have noticed, talked about, taken note of. And let us know how you feel. Do you agree with us? Disagree with us? Have more to say? Expand on any of these topics? You know? Um, We love to see what you guys say. 
we love those that agree with us and we love those that disagree because that just helps us grow. It's never about, oh, well, I think it is, so it must be. Of course, you know, you're always going to be a little biased to your own opinions, but not until you open up your brain. You can always learn something from another perspective. Always, always. So that being said, let us know what your take on any of this is. Um, Quote of the day. I don't have one. Oh. Well, let's see. I think I have a quote. Look at you. Based on this topic, I would say... Oh, I don't know why it just came to me, but I would say a quote from Martin Luther King Jr. And I actually have a shirt that says this. Um, It's always, what is it? It's always the, it's always the right time. Nah, I'm going to mess it up. Just paraphrase, go ahead. Basically, he said that it's, it's always the right time to do what is right. And to me, that means in this context, um, yeah, do what's right for you and how it helps you and your family and others. Right. It's always the right time. And don't say, oh, well, I messed up before, so I can't, you know, do that. No, it's always the right time to do what's right. You realize you've done wrong in the past, and you can always fix that by just moving on and doing what's right moving forward. Yes. Yeah. Very well. How many songs? Two songs each. Okay. Because this is already a long podcast. Thank you for listening this far. It's now time for the Song Association game. And because I'm looking fine today, I'm going first. Oh, yeah. I got a word for you, Mr. Keemer. Okay. Glass. Have I said this before? I don't think so. Glass. Ten. Broken glass everywhere. People pissing in the stairs. You know they just don't care. Oh, sorry. That was one of my favorite songs. Don't push me because I'm close to the edge. All right. Got it. Okay, so your word is chicken. Bop, bop, chicken, girl, please, whatever. Bow here, scallop, whack. Okay, your turn. Mmm. Thursday. Ooh. Eight, seven, six, five. Four, Monday, three. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, <laughs> and Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> you know what I was thinking of? No. Set that to a thing on Monday. On Tuesday, we make love by Wednesday. And on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, we chill on Sunday. You know that song? Who sing that? What's that man name? David. What was his name? Craig David. Craig David. <laughs> David. Whatever. Two first names. <laughs> Two first names. Two chains. No bracelets. Okay, go ahead. My turn? Yeah, because um, I gave you Thursday. Okay, so your word is 
song. you got, Keemer? Mm. Okay. Rope. Rope. <laughs> I'm gonna take my horse to the old dog. It's gotta be rope in that one somewhere. <laughs> rope. Ten, nine, eight, seven, <sighs> six, five, Four, three, two, one. Survey says. (laughs) All right, it's a tie. What's the song with rope in it? I don't know. (laughs) You always do that. (laughs) Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Anyway. Well, I guess that's all we got for the folks today. Love you guys. Thank you for listening. Make sure you rate and review if you like what you hear. Also, like, subscribe, comment, and share with a friend. See ya!